The Gemara Meseches Yuma discusses in a dramatic passage the reasons for the destruction of the first and second temples, the first and second Batei Mikdash. And the Gemara explains that the first Beis Mikdash was destroyed because the Jewish people transgressed the three cardinal sins of Gila Rayos, Shvichos, Domim, and Avodazar, immorality, idolatry, and bloodshed. And because we had abdicated any sense of morality, any sense of holiness and spirituality, we lost that beautiful home, we lost that beautiful meeting place between the Ribbono Shel Olam and Am Yisrael. But the Gemara says, and what happened during the Second Temple era? What did we do so wrong that warranted the loss and destruction of our beautiful Beis Hamikdash? So the Gemara points out, Jews were learning Torah, Jews were keeping mitzvos. Again, it appears at least on a spiritual level that things were going okay during the Second Temple era. There wasn't the rampant idolatry, immorality, and bloodshed like there was during the First Temple era. So why did we lose our Second Beis HaMikdash? To which the Gemara said, because of Sinas Chinom. Sinas Chinom. We normally translate this phrase as baseless hatred. While it's true that perhaps spiritually we were intact, interpersonally we had become unraveled. Relationships were frayed. Sinas means not something that people didn't get along. But at the end of the day, there was an animosity. There was a hatred like the Gemara discusses. People would act friendly towards one another. But then behind each other's backs, they would stab each other. Behind each other's backs, they would undermine. Behind each other's backs, they would sabotage. So whereas everything may have been spiritually intact during the Second Temple era, there was Sinas There was baseless hatred. And this is a phrase that we are familiar with. I think more often than not, we discuss this concept of Sinas Chinam often during the three weeks. During the weeks in which we mourn the destruction of our Batei Mikdash. During the weeks that we mourn the fact that we are still two, over 2,000 years later in a state of Golos, in a state of Diaspora because of that Sinas Chinam, because of this baseless hatred. And even now we find ourselves in the middle of Sira Saomer. And it's during these days that we observe certain mourning practices. Why? After all, the Torah only makes mention of these days as a bridge between the Yom Tov of Pesach and Kabbalah Satara, the Yom Tov of Shavuos. The entire essence of Sira on a biblical level is to prepare ourselves for Sinaitic revelation, to prepare ourselves to once again experience a rendezvous with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So why do we have morning practices? And we know the Gemara in explains because it was during these days, during these days of Sira, that 24,000 of Rabbi Akiva's students died. Why says the Gemara, because they did not literally display honor one towards the other. This baseless hatred, did not exhibit proper honor one to the other. Unfortunately, was the problem that caused us to lose our second temple, was the problem that caused the demise of so many Rabbi Akiva's students. But I want to draw your attention for a moment to this phrase, sinas chinam, baseless hatred. And when you think about this word, it sounds even a little bit counterintuitive. It sounds like people just hated each other for no reason at all. And the truth is, you know, that's not how the world works. People hate each other. There's always a reason. Always a reason. Maybe it's not a good reason. Maybe it's not a valid reason. But I have yet to meet someone who hates another person for absolutely no reason. I just hate Ruvain because I hate him. It doesn't happen. I may hate Ruvain because of something he did. 
I may hate Reuven because of how he looks. I may even hate Reuven because of how he walks, how he talks, how he dresses, for a variety of reasons. There are plenty of, we'll call it unsatisfactory reasons, or really baseless reasons to hate someone. But hatred is always accompanied by a reason. So what does it mean when the Gemara says that the second base Hamikdash was destroyed because of sinas chinam, because of baseless hatred? You know, there's an incredible Pasuk in Chumash. The Pasuk relates that when the Jewish people, when we were in the desert, we were privileged to receive the great miraculous sustenance of God in the form of man. Every single day this man would fall, it would come to our doorsteps, we'd consume it, it tasted like whatever you want. Incredible. But yet the Jewish people complained about the man. And they said, Zacharnu es hadaga. We remember the fish, the cucumbers, remember all the things we ate in Egypt, asharachanu chinam. That we ate for free. We ate for free. Now, interestingly enough, the commentaries point out, really? You ate fish and you ate cucumbers for free? You were slaves. Pharaoh wouldn't even give you straw for your bricks. And you're telling me there was a smorgasbord? Every night it wasn't all you could eat in Egypt? You could have the fish and the cucumbers, everything else, for, for absolutely no price at all? But the commentaries explain so profoundly that what chinam means is not free, simply free or free of cost, but rather it means free of responsibility. See, what the Jews were lamenting was that now it's true we receive this beautiful manna, this beautiful bread from heaven. Ah, but so much responsibility, so much Torah, so many mitzvahs, so much on my shoulders. We remember that which we ate in Egypt. There were no delicacies in Egypt, but chinam, it was without responsibility. Perhaps that's the meaning of the Gemara. When we speak about sinas chinam, what's sinas chinam? It doesn't mean hatred without a reason. But perhaps it means hatred without responsibility. You see, things happen in relationships. People have a falling out. People drift apart. And that happens. That's part of the dynamic of human relationships. But the question is, what do you do in the aftermath of a relationship rupture? What do you do in the aftermath of relationship friction? Do you let things simply remain in their frayed emotional state? Or do you take ownership? Do you roll up your sleeves? Do you take responsibility to try to fix that which has become broken? Sinashina means animosity occurs and no one tries to fix it and no one tries to make it better, and no one tries to smooth things out. The fact that we fought in the Second Temple era, the fact that we didn't get along, the fact that there were differences of opinion that often led to clashes and separation, that's part of being a people. But in the aftermath of relationship trauma, someone has an obligation to try to repair. Someone has an obligation to try to put things back together. But what was the downfall? of the second base HaMikdash, the downfall, Sinas Chinam. Not my problem. Not my problem. There was hatred and no one took responsibility. No one took ownership to try to fix the problem. And as a result, we lost our base HaMikdash and we still mourn the absence of that magnificent and beautiful base HaMikdash. And what an important lesson for us because we all encounter relationship turbulence. Sometimes it's in a marriage. And how often does it happen where spouses will disagree? And I'm putting it mildly. Spouses may even argue and fight. But at the end of the day, 
someone's got to take the initiative to try to repair things. And it's easy to say he should do it, she should do it. Someone's got to do it. It's one person in the relationship, at least one person, it should be two, but at least one person, has to take the initiative to try to fix things. And in life relationships, in friendships, in community matters, in cloud matters, we have falling out, we have disagreements. Someone's got to take the initiative to try to put things back together. And putting things back together is a relative term. Sometimes putting things back together means I kind of put out the fire, but, and we become friends again. Sometimes it's good to put out the fire and we're not friends anymore. We're just going to go in our separate ways. And sometimes taking the initiative means trying. I may be unsuccessful. I may be unable to go ahead and repair that which has become broken, that which has frayed. But at least I tried. At least I tried. We lost our base Hamikdash, not simply because Jews fought, but because Jews fought. Relationships frayed and no one tried to put it back together. During these days of Sphira, when we try to work on our interpersonal relationships, during these days as we begin to as we continue to count our days towards Matan Torah to a renewed and revitalized religious national identity, if we've had disagreements and if we've had a falling out and if we have frayed relationships, don't shirk responsibility, but do whatever is within your power to try to put things back together. Do whatever is within your power to try to put out the fires of animosity. Do whatever is within your power to bring the disparate parts of your life, of your people, of your family back together again. Wishing everyone a wonderful day.